Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The John Frickin' Meerpod is stoked to partner with Garage Grown Gear for Season 6 of the podcast. Garage Grown Gear, or GGG for short, is your online store for all things ultralight backpacking. Dedicated to supporting the growth of small and cottage brands, they've got everything you need all in one place. From ultralight accessories to dehydrated meals to your big three, Garage Grown Gear has everything you need to lighten your load. Based out of St. Paul, Minnesota, GGG is known for its commitment to providing quality ultralight gear, stellar customer service, and free shipping in returns over $40. Do yourself a favor and get your gear at GGG. Every great story seems to begin with a snake. Nicholas Cage. I just don't like when they uh, when they don't move, you know, and they they hold their ground. Um, and I had one. Uh, I wasn't even in the swamp area, like uh, one that that just was not would not uh, you know get out of the way. And I had like palms all. I mean, the trail was really tight right there, and the thing just would not move off the trail. Like I literally like had to like pick up dead palms off the ground and because um, they were longer than my hiking pole, so I was trying to move the damn thing out of the way. And um, every time I did that, he slithered right back into the middle of the trail. And um, yeah, little bastard. I'm Doc, and this is Hiker Trash Radio. Hey, is this thing on? Hello. Hit it again. I think it's on now. <clears throat> Welcome to Hiker Trash Radio, where each week, Doc will drag some colorful characters out of the woods to talk trail and type 2 fun. If you're aspiring hiker trash, or if you're just looking to understand the hiker trash in your life, look no further. So lace up those boots, gnaw on some jerky, and settle into your 20-mile pace as we fire up the podcast from somewhere deep in the backcountry. It's time to embrace the suck. 
Welcome back to another week on the trail, dirtbags, hiker trash, and of course, good smelling day hikers. I'm Doc, and this is Hiker Trash Radio. Hey, if you like what we're doing here, help us out. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't like it, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. All right, let's get to this week's guest, a repeat customer we had on the podcast on episode seven of season five, section hiker turned through hiker, Chris Stretch Hurlbutt. He's fresh off a new trail with some new stories and perspectives. Welcome back, Chris. How's it going? I'm good, Doc. How are you, buddy? Fantastic. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm looking forward to it. I, it it's um, this was a big like spur of the moment thing that I that I did really, and like uh, for like the, a few days leading into it, I was trying to get as much information, like current information, about it as I could, and like nobody's really talked about the trail, like the Florida trail, that much, like uh, like on on a lot of any podcast really. There's like one uh, there's one podcast dedicated towards it, but uh, I don't. It's it's gotten a little wonky. Okay. Well, if you're looking for information about the Florida Trail, you've turned into the right episode here on the John Freaking Muir Pod because Stretch is going to tell us all about it in just a little bit. Hey, Stretch, let's uh, let's remind folks how did you get your trail name? Um, I, I just uh, I'm six four, and um, my my uh, if you can't try to keep walking with me at my normal pace, you're going to feel like you're stretching all day long. So you, you were stretching people out there. They had to, they had to battle to keep up with you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, what had, how it technically came to be was um, uh, like, uh, I don't remember what town it was, but like it had just rained and me, I was walking out of town with like two people one morning and uh like on the, oh, we're going oh, i think it was duncan um but during a, a section hike of mine and um yeah it had to been duncan in pennsylvania i was walking out of town with two guys and the on the bridge there was like a whole like it was like fresh it was a dirty bridge i guess it was fresh, fresh dirt like all across the whole entire sidewalk of the bridge you know and um so, like, you were leaving your footprints as you were walking through that on the sidewalk, like, over this bridge. And the two, I was in front, and the two guys that were behind me were, like, trying to keep up with my footprints. And they were, like, one guy was, like, I should call you hamstring or something like that, because I feel like I'm going to blow my, my hamstring trying to keep up with you. And I didn't care. I didn't care for that. That is, And a, I had been going ham, by. Hamstring is a unique trail name. I don't think I've ever heard hamstring before. No, I know. I, I I agree. I don't think I have either. Um, I, I had been going by like the name Spider before that um, because I'm an early morning person and I, um, I get a face full of spider uh, webs usually, you know. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I outgrew that, I guess. Okay. Well, you know, freshly dusted, dirty sidewalks. Uh, the, the, the street cleaner... Uh, game must not have been strong in that that particular town it's a it, you're going you're walking over a big river and it's really windy through there all the time mm-hmm. so and um yeah it's just like it's not a, it's not a uh i don't know it's just you know it's just one of those situations where there's a lot of stuff getting blown all over the place all you know got it now, Stretch, since the last time you've been on here, uh, you're here season five. We're now in season six. I've made a few adjustments, some upgrades, uh, changed some of the segments around. 
Um, kind of did a little bit of rebranding with some of our segments to make them more hiking related sounding. And so uh, we've got something later on in the episode that used to be the pro tip inside of the week. We've rebranded that. That is now the hiking hack. And so that's the hiking, hack. Okay. The hiking hack. Yeah. So it's the same concept. When we get to that that point in the episode, yeah. I'm going to ask you to share some of your trail wisdom to make our listeners next out well, even better. I'm glad mine will work. And I'm glad mine will work in both ways. Okay. Fantastic. Trailblazers Toolkit. That's right. Trailblazers Toolkit, uh, sponsored by the Ultralight Backpacking Gear Company, Six Moon Designs. I love to talk about gear. You know this stretch. And I love to hear about the most important item in my guest adventure gear. So, Stretch, if you're preparing for your next adventure and I was the one providing you with all your gear, what is the one specific piece of gear you would insist on being packed? Make sure you give me all the specifics uh, and tell me why you got to have it out there. And again, this can be any type of item. It could be gear. It could be apparel. It could be a luxury item. So, Stretch, what is that item in your toolkit? I mean, for me, it's it's always going to be my shoes. Um, Yeah, I wear Hoka Speed Goats and... um, yeah, I I don't get blisters no matter what the terrain is, you know. So I think it, 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 on this this uh, on the Florida Trail, I went through two pairs, um, and the only reason I re- really wore out with a pair was because like you're doing a little, there's only a fair amount of road walking on the Florida Trail, but so like you're walking on shoulders of roads which are always like you know um, swayed one way or another, so like. Your, the back of your heel like wears out on the inside of your shoes, like depending on what, like right. know, I walk I, against I to- the traffic. Yeah, I totally yeah. get that. I, 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 when I, when I run, I hate running too close to the curb because uh, it's, it's cambered like that. It's kind of slanted. Yeah. I would right. try and try and kind of get to the, as close to the center as I can to get that level surface and speed. Yeah. Goats. I love speed goats. I picked up a pair of speed goats. Uh, prior to my last half marathon, and just absolutely love them. They're they're fantastic. Yeah, the 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 the, um, the mid arch, the like the arch is uh, mid cushion uh, support and everything is uh, even after they've been worn for hundreds of miles, that you can still feel you feel the difference than compared to like uh, other brands, in my opinion. Yeah, and they've got zero break-in period. I mean, I put them on and, and yeah, ran yeah, ten miles right. the next day, and it was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, uh, you know, you, you, ultimately you're just walking, so uh, I got to have the right thing to be able to do that. Okay, that that's that's. Uh... It's the hiking pole. Sorry there, Stretch. I hit the button a little bit early. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, yeah, I was just going to say, say? There's a, there's a, the, uh, the, the must-bring gear for me is not uh, going to be anything glamorous. That, and you know what? Glamorous is not really an adjective that describes a lot of three hikers out there. So totally, totally understand that. Uh, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, unless unless you run into Derek Lugo out there, whose trail name uh, is currently Fab, but it used to be Mr. Fabulous. I, I've I've hiked with some um, some people that could go with that trail name. <laughs> All right. Well, I hit the button for the hiking pole. That is still the same, uh, but we're going to change it up a little bit because you've already been through the hiking pole. You know about the seven question survey uh, that helps me give you a score on the sanity scale, 
Uh, we've already talked about you know your answers to those hiking type questions. I have another set of questions though, and we're going to pull from that different set of questions, that second set of questions for your second time through the hiking pool. Uh, these are big issues facing our society today. In fact, uh, we could spend an entire episode, maybe even a season upon the podcast talking about any one of these. So uh, I don't want you to be nervous, but uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about some, some big issues out there, and I want you to explain your answer. You know, Give me your answer and then explain it one way or the other as to, to why you chose that. I got it. All right. You nervous? No. No? no? Any idea what's, what's coming at you? Um, I mean, it's been a while since you fired one, uh, one of these at somebody. Um, I can't remember you, the last you, person, actually. You, you are a regular listener. Yes. You you, you kind of got the inside yeah. track on this. Now, there is an automatic 25-point deduction because you have done the uh, the AT. So the highest possible. Yeah, I don't remember what I what I uh, I don't remember what I uh, scored the last time. You know, I have to look. I'm not somebody that's going to go back. I'm not somebody that's going to go back and listen to myself. So, I, I you know what? At the break, I will go through my my notebook here. I'll find your score from from your previous <laughs> episode, and we'll we'll share it with. Our well, it, this will be a testament to yourself then. To see how accurate, yeah. This is a different different set of questions. Though. I mean, you could you could be completely normal on these questions. I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. All right. First question. Does pineapple belong on a pizza? Hard no. And why is that? Um, yeah. I don't necessarily believe that a tomato is a fruit either. So I, um, no fruit on pizza for me. You're already anticipating my, my rebuttals. I mean, I love that. You, you are, you're trying to cut me off. I mean, that's just your stretch. That's just the the first thing everybody comes out with. You know, I mean, you have to be a little more creative to fight me. Okay. Is, is it like, is it a texture issue? Is it, is it juicy things don't belong on a pizza? No, I don't know. It's just, um, that, that, that I just, I really like pineapple and I really like pizza. I just don't like them together. That's all. Okay. Just something about the uh, yeah, and I'm not a very picky either, really. I mean, just don't put tuna fish in front of me. You're good, basically. But uh, um, but you but yeah. you were pretty you're pretty definitive on that answer. There was no hesitation whatsoever. Yeah, yeah to say yeah. absolutely not, not. Yeah, I um, nowadays I I thoroughly enjoy like buffalo chicken pizza. Um, that's probably my go to, um, or just plain cheese. Okay. Well, you know, Buffalo chicken pizza, that's pretty fancy. I mean, that's, that's not just your standard ordinary pie that you would get just anyway. Yeah. It, no, it, it just, uh, this place, uh, in, in, um, in my city, uh, it's like what they're, it's a, you know, it's like a Greek or, uh, Portuguese pizza place. And, uh, but that's 85% of their pizza business is probably Buffalo chicken slices. Okay, so it's not that you mind fancy pizza, or it's not that you you don't like pineapple, or or the texture. It's just that you know it's an acquired taste. It's okay. All right, very good. Question number two: Do you roll your I don't paper over or under? Say it again. Do you roll your toilet paper over or under? Oh, uh, me personally, I put it over. But I'm not the type of person that's going to be switching it if it's the opposite way. 
You, you already know the follow-up questions. This is great. So you're you're not that committed. I mean, you, you prefer it over, but you're not going to go ahead and, and tell your your cousin or your your friend whose house you're at that they do it the wrong way. I mean, yeah, I'm not using it there anyways. So, oh, really? Is that is that a is that a hard and fast rule with you that you only poop in your own uh, your own toilet? Oh no, I live outdoors some like half of the year. So, but like, uh, it's just a timing thing. Are you a first thing in the morning kind of guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah me too. Me too. It makes you know just makes the day easier. Even at the smell of coffee. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Question number three. Cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the only correct answer. I mean, I, I don't see it any other way. Yeah. I mean, I, I have nothing against cats. Um, but my background and what I things I like to do, I I, I don't want to be carrying an animal. Yeah. Do you think there's anybody out there that has hiked the AT with a cat? I don't know. That would be weird. But I, uh, I probably yes. Yeah, listeners, listeners, if if you if you know of somebody who's hiked the entire AT with a cat, not your traditional hiking companion. Oh, I would. Let me know. Let me know, and I'll I'll reach out, and we'll we'll get that person's perspective. Yeah, I, I bet you there's probably uh, there's probably a whole YouTube call that we don't even know about. We're just unaware of that channel. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hiking with cats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to, I have to look that up when we're done here. Hiking with cats. That's great. Yeah. All right. Question number four. Uh is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh man. I usually fast forward to this part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh it, Technically, I guess it is, yes, you know, but um, I, I myself have never referred to it as one. I'm going to go get a sandwich and you come back with a hot dog. That's not part of your lexicon. Well, I, I'm I'm sure I've probably said that and it's happened in my life once or twice, but that wasn't because I was actually um, going to prepare myself a hot dog, naming it as a sandwich. It was more probably I just got hot dogs instead. But uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I suppose it is. Yes. All right. You're you're pretty agreeable on that one. I mean, you were hard no on pineapple on pizza, but you know you're you're kind of flexible with the hot dog concept. All right. Yeah. Question I, number question number five: Netflix <laughs> or YouTube? Uh, I'm a YouTube person. Yeah, you like the the kind of the user generated content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And what and are your favorite most channels? Most of it's free. On? Yeah, and it's free. That's right. And uh, what are your favorite channels on YouTube? What are you looking for? Uh, Ivy Cat, uh, when he's throwing stuff out there. Um, I, I mean, in our world, in the hiking world, Ivy Cat, you know. Um, yeah. I, I also follow horse racing very closely. So, um, you know, that's... Uh, there's a lot of that in in my subscriptions uh, page, um, stuff related to that. Um, now, now, stretch. There's not there's not a lot of uh, six foot four jockeys out there. No, no, no. So you're no. not you're not you're not kind of of the 
the jockey perspective more more of a uh no i uh i was uh, um i grew up about 45 minutes from saratoga um and um me and some buddies from school from high school uh there was an otv off track uh um I can't remember what they, the B stands for banquet bureau or something maybe. Um, but like within like 20 minutes of where we were. So like we didn't necessarily have to always go to the track to play the horses. Uh, and me and a couple of my buddies just uh, got into it uh, like in high school, usually like around Kentucky Derby time and everything, you know? Um, and um, it had always stuck with me. And uh, I, um, I just love, I love horses. Um, I, I helped, um, I worked at a farm for a little while. Um, and so, yeah, it was, uh, I, it's, a, it's a little side income for me now. Got it. Now, when you, when you get to the track, uh, how do you, how do you handicap the horses? I and mean, what is your, what is your thought process? What are you looking for? Um, it's a very vague statement. Um, cause they, there's so many, uh, me myself, I, I I um I probably do better with grass racing, um turf or, turf horses, um uh, and like trying to find like uh at this point it's a lot of stuff is up here. Like you know, I've been following like the generations of horses now and stuff, like I've been following it for like a, a long time. So like when I see breeding different breeding, like um, you know, I, I will I'll remember what they are at this point. So like, there's a lot of so many factors that play into things. Like, you know, I, I'm not just like somebody that's picking it up. Uh, I, I, I do a lot of work for it all the time and I may not, I may do the work for uh, two or three tracks every day. And I may not place the bet for a week and a half because there's just nothing that I like, you know, no opportunity or the, you know, it's just, um, Yeah. I actually, to be honest with you, after I finished the Florida trail, I went to Gulfstream for a couple of days um, and watched the horse, watched the races down there before I came home to Boston. Wow. What was the, what was the biggest payday for you? Um, 18,000 I've had um, once. Um, yeah. That, I think that, I think that was my biggest. Now, Mrs. Doc, she goes strictly by uh, colors of the, the the jockeys wearing or the horses' names, and uh, doesn't look at the odds or anything. And I can tell you that her biggest payday has been nowhere near eighteen thousand. So, good yeah. So, like, I don't necessarily play like uh, I my my thing that I like to do involves over a period of like three or four races. You know, like I play the pick fours and pick fives, so I got to pick the winners of like I designated four or five races in a row. Um. So uh, yeah, like that's where uh, the payouts are going to be much much bigger. You know, yeah, you can always like do like a win parlay where you you know take your if you like a horse. Essentially, is the win you could like like a horse in each race and all your winnings keep betting it on the next race and next race. You could essentially do it that way, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a I could talk about this for like. We could do a twelve-hour podcast, <laughs> Well, we don't have that much time, so we'll, we'll cut it off there. We got your answer. Yeah. All right. Question number six: What is the better superpower, invisibility or flying? Mm. Invisibility, I would say, probably. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Flying, uh, getting old kind of would be dangerous. Coming in hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything that flies has a chance of getting wrecked or hurt. You know what I mean? I think that'd be kind of tough to do with invisibility. You'd be able to keep it going for a little longer. Yeah, just keep keep striding those long strides while you're invisible and and uh, no no danger to yourself. Yeah. All right. Question number seven. Last question in the poll: Should the person in the middle seat of an airplane get both armrests? Oh, um, I don't know. I don't fly that much, to be honest with you. Um, so you live in Boston. Did you drive down to Florida? No, I actually flew this past time. But okay. Did um, you sit in the middle? Uh, no. I uh, When I left to go down to Pensacola, I was the first flight out of Boston that morning at like 4.45 a.m. Um, and there was nobody on the plane. <laughs> it was great. Um, there's literally like four people on like this huge, huge plane. And, um, and on the way back, it was a different story, but, uh, you know, I usually get an exit seat, so I'm usually like in the window anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's super situational. Like if it's like, you got like a nice old woman right next to you and she's like, you know, it just she's she's taking taking claim to him. Well, then hey, they're yours, you know. But like, I guess somebody that's like sleep trying to fall asleep on my shoulder or something. Well, we had another problem, so it's mine now. You know. I love that situational. This is totally situational. It depends on who's <laughs> sitting there, who staked their claim, what they're doing, and if you feel like you need to to correct them on that. That's that's perfect stretch. Yeah. All right. I I I I usually take the train places. To be honest with you, I I like traveling on the train. And is there a middle seat on the train? Uh, I I'll get a sleeper car if it's a long train, like. Um, like when I did the start JT last year, I took the the train from Boston to Georgia. I had, I had a sleeper car, and you get like a whole little room to yourself with okay. a bed and everything. Yeah, sounds like a uh, something out of a movie. And uh, free meals. Yeah. Okay. Well, stretch. So, stay, 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 uh, stay patient with me here. I got to take your answers and put them through the John Freaking Mirpod algorithm. Uh, see, I've got to carry the two. Going to multiply by pi. Divide by root five, and then we're going to adjust for the wind chill at the highest point of the Florida Trail, which is not very high from what I understand. And no. I come up with a score of 62. And for some reason, I think the 62 is probably higher than what you scored last time. I don't know if you adjusted for the insanity of knowing the answers before you asked, uh, answered the questions or asked the questions either, though. You know, regular listeners who who absorb all this content they get extra extra credit scores so that that could have factored in <laughs> you know it's funny because I, they, nobody's gonna hear this for like you know 10 or 12 episodes but somebody like two episodes ago um when this is being recorded i can't remember who it was his names i'm horrible with names spoons maybe Mrs. he had said Jones, something yeah. he had said Kyle, something Kyle about Clark. like he 
he had said something about never wanting to do the Florida trail and they got, you know, he had no interest in doing it. And like, I had already reached out to you about it. And then I, then I listened to that and I was like, Oh, you don't know what he's missing. Like I, cause I had the same mindset. Like I, I would never, I hadn't, I wasn't going to, I had no interest in doing it myself either. Yeah. So missing spoons, if you're listening, it, you should you should really rethink that statement and go out and, and check the Florida Trail and and stretch. You know what I like about that last statement is that you know my production cycle. I mean, you are you must be like a super fan of the podcast because you know that this episode that we're recording tonight is probably you know 10, 10, 12 episodes out. That's how many I have in the in the can right now. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I I remember stupid little things, and I'm sure that's probably what you told me last time. So, well done, sir. Well done. Hey, uh, before we get too far down the trail, let's let's back up a little bit. Give us a quick reminder of where where you grew up. Let's hear about your background, sports and hobbies, and how did you get involved in the through hiking cult? Uh, I grew up in Massachusetts, um, like in Western Mass, like right, uh, literally right on the trail. Um, my parents' house that they are still living goes right down the street. That street. Um, we didn't move there until I was like. 10 12 years old um but that had always had piqued my i had been very outdoorsy before that as well too we moved like we were living in like a very remote woods area before that and as a young kid like you know so i was always out in the woods playing um and then we moved near into like into town and um the trail went right down the street so i'd always seen people hiking and never really uh it never at the time it didn't really uh do much other than make me aware of it um but then i started doing more day hiking with uh, some friends when i was in high school and um then uh yeah and just kind of slowly um built up from there yeah you you actually if I remember correctly from our last episode, you section hiked a lot of the AT before uh, yeah. to to uh, through hiking the whole thing. Yeah, I've done a lot of section hikes of the AT. Um, the whole Northeast, at least twice section hiked it. Um, that's from like Pennsylvania up, I guess, like even that. I've done the whole Pennsylvania and New York section like three times, four times, including my, no, three times, three or four times. Um, so yeah, I, uh, now does that qualify? I've done the long trail. Does that qualify as a lash? I, I suppose you could probably say that I would be a lash, lasher as lash. I, yeah. Yeah. And for our listeners out there who are wondering what we're talking about, what, what is a lash? A long ass section hike. Long ass section hike. How many, what was what the minimum for a long ass section hike? Hmm. I don't know. digits or more than yeah that. oh yeah yeah i would say so yeah that's the minimum you have to at least 100 miles yeah yeah i mean because i think for anybody um anybody that's doing things as a section hike um and if you're doing 100 plus miles you're out there for probably at least a week um for you know uh that's probably more the rule than the exception. You know, of course, you can have people that are going to do it much, much quicker and stuff. You know, but okay, I can I go out and do you, it. You, you were you were 
waxing eloquent on the about the trail. The AT. Say it again. I, I cut you off before I asked about the the lash. You were you were getting ready to say something else about the the Appalachian Trail, I believe. Uh, no, I, I was just um, I, I I think that people uh, you know. The, a hundred miles, like a lot of people, uh, it's, you know, you're going to be out there for like a week, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the, and that goes for, that's probably the, you know, more the, um, the average than the exception, you know, like, so anything that like, you're going out for a week, I would consider a long, a long section. Okay. All right. Now, now, Chris, any, any brothers or sisters? Yeah. I have one younger sister. And is she also a through hiker? No, no. Is she is she no. a, a hiker? Period. Uh, no, she has young kids. So yeah, and and what does she think of your exploits? Uh, I, does she think you're a little that, crazy, or is she supportive? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. A, a little bit of everything. Okay, all right. Hey, Chris, I found your score from your your last episode. Yeah. You want to you take a guess? Um, 57. Ooh, that is close. You do have a mind for for remembering little things like that. 53, 53. Oh, okay. But I, I, if it was the, uh, was it the price is right, I would have gone over. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, Stretch, what are you doing these days to pay the bills and finance your adventures? Oh, I'm self employed. So, um, yeah. You get to check with the boss when you take some time off. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the guy, so I, I never really had, um, my last couple of years of doing that, I've been able to have not been able to completely shut down my work. Um, because I had some, I have a shipping component of it that has to be done. Um, and I've had somebody to be able to do that for me. Um, but that person's moving, so um, I'm not going to have that soon. So, uh, yeah. But in the past, before that, like I would just like you know, it would just it would go my my store would go on vacation. Yeah. Okay. And you 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 seem like you're being a little bit cagey. Do you do you want to mention what the what the business is or no? Oh no, I just resell uh, resell clothing, shoes online. Oh, that's right. That's right. I do remember that from last time. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from the sponsors, pay some bills. When we come back, we're going to get down to some talk about the Florida Trail. And and Stretch, you've really built this up in my mind about how great the trail is. So I don't want to be disappointed. Stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water. Using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going, knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. 
This episode is sponsored by Jolly Gear. Are you tired of compromising between the ventilation of a button-down and the full protection of a sun hoodie? With the Triple Crown button-down, you can have the best of both. Plus, their fun standout patterns will have you the talk of the trail. Visit them at jollygear.com. Thru-hiker owned. Jolly Gear. Where fun meets functional. Six Moon Designs has been innovating ultralight backpacking gear for the past 20 years. With a wide range of products ranging from ultralight shelters to backpacks and accessories like their extensive line of trekking umbrellas, Six Moon Designs is sure to have a great piece of gear for your needs. With the company philosophy being that gear should aid one's experience, not define it, Six Moon Designs thinks the more time people spend outside the natural world, the better off this world will be. And remember, go wild, live young. And welcome back. We were talking to Chris Stretch Hurlbutt. Uh, heard about his background. We went through a very fun hiking poll. Now let's get down to some hiking itself. So uh, as we referenced in the first half of the episode here, you were a section hiker of the AT. You eventually through hiked the AT. Um, wh- what year was that that you through hiked the AT? Was that last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah. Yeah. And how long did it take you? What was your start date and end date? Uh. It was start day was May tenth, so it was less than a week ago, uh, last week, um, or this week, um, le- a year ago this past week, um, and September twenty seventh or twenty ninth, one or the other. Okay, so like four and a half, four and a half months. Yeah, yeah. Good pace. I mean, what is? I mean, you you obviously have referenced your height. You have a, a pretty big stride. What were you averaging in terms of mileage on the AT? Um, probably twenty fives. I I guess would be right in the ballpark. Uh, never really did less than twenties. Uh, so yeah. And is it that was, a comfortable, uh, comfortable, comfortable distance for you? You could do twenty fives repeatedly without uh, putting too much strain on yourself. Yes and no. Um, as long as I'm paying attention to what I'm doing and I don't get caught up because, uh, you know, sometimes ego takes over and, uh, you, you, um, you're not paying as close attention to things as you should be sometimes. You know, I've been injured, uh, uh, while on trail because doing stupid stuff when you look back at it, it was like, man, I should have never done that to begin with, you know? Um, so yeah. Now, when you say ego, you think maybe being overconfident and just taking things for granted, not paying attention. Yeah, like I mean, one time, like I on that hike last year, I had a tree branch, like, uh, like. So one of the uh, person I was hiking with, uh, we knew like the day before I got the I got hurt in the morning one one day. Um, I twisted my knee up really good. And uh, the day before that, like we had just made it to camp before a pretty bad storm blew in. We didn't realize how bad it ended up really being until the next morning when um, there were just blowdowns. Like the first like three to six miles of the trail was brutal. It was uh, really just... You know, you're bushwhacking through like big sections because there's huge trees down everywhere. 
And um, I went up, I went uphill and around to, to go, I went uphill to go around a big blowdown. And as I was coming back down towards the trail, it was all loose leafing, all loose leaves like on the side of the hill. And my both my feet started slipping up from underneath me as I was like um, leaning up against the tree branch. But I wasn't really paying any attention to what was going on underneath me there below, like you know, at my feet. And the the branch was bending, 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 and finally it it, it didn't snap, and it took me right out from underneath me. And um, yeah, so like I messed up my knee pretty well. It was pretty good there. Um, I had to wear a brace all the way. I don't think I took that brace off until I got to Maine. I maybe once I was up in Maine, I started feeling well enough to not have the brace on again. But yeah. Now, having sectioned hiked the AT, a lot of a lot of the AT, um, what were your expectations going into a full blown through hike? So I, I wasn't even think? planning on through. I wasn't even planning on through hiking. That was the thing, you know. I was. Uh, I was trying to do it. I was going out to do another section. I was doing an 800 mile section, a lash, a long ask section. And, um, it, uh, people places things. And next thing you know, I'm in Maine. It just, did you lose track of time or just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling I mean, good. Let's it, keep going. It, well, I mean, it, like it just, it, the trail, the trail, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's I have the ability uh, to, you know, I, I had the ability to be able to do that if I wanted to, you know. So like I, I, I was hiking around with a group of people. And my, I, I hate using the word tramley, but that's what we were. And um, you know, instead of getting off, I uh, like when I was supposed to, it kind of kept going. And at what point did you realize that you were going to do the whole thing? Uh, pretty right away. I mean, once I, I was planning on only going to Waynesboro, Virginia. And, you know, once you're past Waynesboro, Virginia, it's like, well, I can at least maybe take some time off and meet it, like go, like skip some things if I wanted to, but that didn't happen either. So. Got it. All right. Now, how did the Florida trail attract your attention? Um, to be honest with you, like it was, um, I never really had much of a desire to hike the Florida trail. Um, it, uh, I'm the type of person that always has to, I'm always up to something. I always want to be doing something like I, and I keep myself ultimately, whether you're hiking the Appalachian trail, you know, the long trail, the Florida trail, whatever trail it is. I mean, ultimately you're just walking. Um, so I, in my everyday life, I, I continue to walk like, um, you know, even, even in the winter time, I was walking 15, 18 miles, you know, a day. Um, and I got to the point of like, what am I going to do next? And, uh, I had, I had, I, I was thinking about doing the Arizona trail, um, but I knew I had to wait longer to do something. Um, to do that because of you know weather conditions, um, I, I couldn't start that until like March. So like, I was starting to just get itching to get to do something, 
And basically, the Florida Trail was the only thing available to do. Like, I mean, obviously, like there's other, there's other things, you know. Like, I was looking for warmer weather, though. You know, like um, it was twelve below zero here in Boston one weekend. The weekend it was like the I think it was the last weekend in January. It was twelve below zero before the wind chill for like the whole entire weekend. And I said, "Why am I here?" <laughs> Um, and three days later, I was on a plane to Florida. And so, I mean, you made the decision and, and you acted on it pretty quickly. I mean, three days later, you're, you're on your way. Yes. Did that give you any time to do any kind of research or preparation on what to expect going into Florida trail? Very little. Um, I mean, I've had, I had always done a little bit in the past, um, I don't remember who it was, but I remember. Do you know the, remember the, the guy's name that uh, for ZPAX that uh, what's the owner's name that does the YouTube videos as Joe, well? Joe something. Joe. Yeah. Joe. Joe hiked the Florida Trail um, years ago. At least he documented it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and. When he first did his AT, I don't know if it was his first AT through hike, but he had did an AT through hike that he had documented on YouTube, and that I had found him then. And this is a long time ago. This is about five, six years ago, um, maybe even more than that, to be honest with you. Um, and then he had did a similar thing. I think I don't know if it was that same winter after he had finished the AT. I think it was the same winter after he had finished the AT. He did the Florida Trail as well. So. I had continued following him, um, you know, afterwards. Um, and some other YouTubers that I've followed, I have done the AT or done the Florida trail as well too, like Dixie. Um, she's done the Florida trail. Um, so like I had seen enough of it to pique a little bit of interest, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I I'm not a fan of walking in the swamps. I, 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 in my mind, I wasn't a fan of walking in the swamps at the time. I'm still not, you know, um, gung ho about it, but it doesn't bother me as bad anymore. Okay. You're going to have to tell me a little bit how you conquered that because that, that in my mind, that, that is the, the biggest obstacle in my mind is that, you know, I don't want to be walking through water in gator country. I mean, that doesn't sound like an optimal situation. Yeah, but see, the thing is, like with the gate, it's not the gators I'm worried about. It's uh, snakes are the is what I. I'm not a fan of snakes, and those are the ones that um, I. You don't have to worry about gators really in the swamps down there. Um, They hear you coming way before you hear them or see them. You know, and they really don't want nothing to do with you. Stretch, I'd love to believe you on that. I like, I guess you just have to kind of experience it yourself, you know? Yeah. Now, uh, Jupiter also uh, has hiked the Florida Trail. And I think he, he has that on his YouTube channel as well. He has, yes, yeah. And speaking of Jupiter, he did the International AT, which, you know, started uh, down in the Florida Keys. And you go, th- yes, part of that is is the Florida Trail. Uh, any interest right. now in, in doing that now that you've pieced those two together? Um, yeah, I mean, so you know who I just um, 
somebody else. I've drawn a blank off the top of my head right now, but um, yeah, I mean, all I basically have to do is hike the Pinhoti Trail next to it now, and it basically connects, you know, all of it, and then some stuff like up past Katahdin, technically. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see. Okay, well, let's talk about the Florida Trail. What was your what was your base weight going into the Florida Trail? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't pay attention to it. Were you, were you closer to sixty or closer to ten? Oh no, closer to ten. Probably yeah. in the probably in the twenty range, I would say. Twenty range. Okay. All right. Yeah. And uh tell us about the Florida Trail. What are the details? How long is the Florida Trail? Um, so technically it's considered like fifteen hundred miles. Um, but it's only about eleven hundred to do a through hike. Um, because there are a couple different alternates. And so the mileage of the everything is encompassed in their total mileage. Like you have to go east or west around Orlando. And you obviously are only going like, you know, one direction, but they count the mileage for both directions in their total mileage. So got it. Did you stop by Disney World on the way? Uh, no, 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 no. That was I, one of um, the alternates. I did take a double zero in Orlando though. Um, because, uh, I, um, it was, uh, the college basketball weekend and there was games. I, I went and saw Duke and Tennessee, play. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Now what is the Southern terminus of the Florida trail? Um, so that is technically, um, at, um, in the Everglades is the Southern terminus in, oh, geez. Um, <laughs> Big uh, something swamp, big cypress. No, <laughs> oh man, Hold on. it's a it's a swampy area in the Everglades. And I know yes, you you yes. said that one of the things you weren't looking forward to was was doing much swamp walking. So you're starting. Yeah, off so I went. Swamp. Tell, I went. Tell, tell me, I, oh, you went I went. Southbound. Got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah. So I I I ended there, um, and, and so like, um. Big Cypress, yes. Big Cypress, Big Cypress Swamp. What, what is what is the n- northern terminus? Where did you start? Um, so that's at Pensacola Beach or uh, um, Fort Pickens and, and Pensacola Beach. Um, so it's actually, um, uh, yeah, it's it, it, there's a there's a, an old fort way out on Fort Pickens and Pensacola Beach is a, a big island out on the panhandle all the way closest to like Alabama and Fort Pickens is on the very, very tip of this Island. And, um, on the other side of the canal between there is, is like Florida and Alabama. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah. So to get out to Fort Pickens though, there's only one road to go in and out of there. So to start, to start on the North and the North end and go Southbound, you have to do, you have to get, I was able to, take an uber uh from pensacola beach the city town area to the nine miles out and then i had to then you're walking that right back to, into the into the town area um yeah very nice very beautiful it was uh you know so it was february um i flew down there on february 5th i started on the 7th i think 7th or 8th because when i got down there it was raining for two days um so I just held up in a hotel for a couple of days 
and um yeah and, and set out from set out once the weather subsided got it now chris if i've got this right you you are itching to get back out on the trail you're you're thinking you know work you're in the depths of winter up in boston you're thinking how how am i going to do this where am i gonna do this i want to hike arizona but it's you know it's, it's still too early for that it's still too cold out there so you you decide upon the florida trail because of its if its weather you're not sounds like you weren't that excited to do it because you know you hadn't uh, it didn't sound like a, a real interesting trail to you yeah. maybe but how, yeah how so like take the, us through that there's just there's just a lot of road walking on the Florida yeah. trail and that's just you you have to know that going into it that there is going to be a lot of road walking um now it was that was just something that never appealed to me but as I have been doing my daily walks in my every regular day life of walking in the city of like 15 to like 15 or so miles every day I'm like Okay, well, I can um, if I can do this here every day. Maybe it isn't going to be as bad as I'm setting my mind to think it is, and it's kind of how it turned out to be. Um, you can make some big mileage on roads, you know. So, and all roads lead to somewhere. Like I, so when I first started, I, 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 I may be like I'm. Slowly dipping my foot into like FKT world, and so like I thought was the, the Florida Trail FKT. You know, putting this out into space now is probably going to make people like completely put it out of my reach. But at the time, I thought like, wow, that's not too bad. Like you know, and so I just wanted to, I, my idea going into it was I'm going to push myself to see what I can do. Like, I, not necessarily going after any records this time, but I want to like see if I can get my just on a first attempt if I can get into that range, you know, um, w- within a couple of days, and then I like if I can go back and do figure out, I'm like, okay, well, I, I can save time this here, do this, you know, second time, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, well, like day two, day three, my. Like your first couple of days on the Florida Trail going southbound, you're walking on beaches, you're walking through town, like boardwalk towns and stuff like that. And you don't really get to any kind of trail per se until like day two, day two and a half. And um, like within like 10 minutes of I'm in the woods, I, like I tripped and like twisted my ankle. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. So here's goes any chance of like, you know, right out of the gate, like pushing myself. <laughs> And um, but then I slowly realized, like, I was doing like thirty, thirty-five mile days, just not even trying. Like, with very, I mean, it's flat. You're in Florida, you know, and you can you can kill some miles. Um, you, you're going through a lot of towns. You don't really, you don't have to. So the funny thing is, my first like. I think at one point I, it was my first 18 or 20, 18th day or 20th day. I'd slept in a bed 14 or 15 out of those days to start. Because of the towns? Because of the towns, yeah. yeah. Like, it, you know, it was just every 30, 35 miles, there was a hotel, you know, a cheap hotel, you know, like, and, um, I, I wasn't, I don't, I didn't have to carry hardly 
any food my first two weeks, three weeks, that you could almost go, like, plan your day about your food and not carry anything at all. And so how many, how many days did it take you? Um, I think I was figuring that out before. I think it was 46. I think it's what I did. 46 days. And what was your average mileage per day? Uh, let's, uh, figure that out. And while you're figuring that out, what is, what is the FKT on the Florida trail? Um, the FKT is 24 days. It's like 24 and a half days or something like that, which is like a 45 mile average a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my average is not going to get, it's 24, but that's not conducive to how I end up like changing things. You know, like I wasn't, I soon realized after I sprained my ankle that I wasn't going to be able to be like, you know, it, it made my mindset change to more vacation mode than, uh, than, um, you know, goal, yeah. then goal, goal oriented, pushing myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I did some huge days, but then like I would, uh, there was, of so many cool different spots and areas you go through with so many different cool and stuff. Like I remember there was this, uh, this one place in the Swanee river section, which is probably the most beautiful section of the entire, um, uh, Florida trail. It's like, it's probably one of the hilliest sections of the Florida trail as well, too. It's a lot of like up and down. So you're following over the Swanee river for days, like for two or three days. And like right in the middle, there's like camp, like a music themed campground, and I, I happened to get there on a Friday night. And like at this point in time, I was putting away some serious food as well too. I had like two dinners and like a six pack. Had live music, and it only cost me like twenty four bucks, like twenty like twenty five bucks. Like so, you're still getting some like. You're in a lot of small towns in Florida, so they, you can still find some like good, cheap Southern hospitality, and like right. it, it was. Um, There's a lot of different, uh, you know, things that I wasn't expecting. Um, I, I, I just wasn't expecting to for it to every every little town, every little thing was just like I was pleasantly surprised and and like had positive things about. A lot of hidden gems on the Florida Trail. Sounds like there's um, yeah, there like yeah, there's there's a lot of, there, there's um, there's quite a few trail angels I met. Um, they have like Facebook groups um that the trail angels are very active in, especially about leaving water and they 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 have uh like a, a water cash list um of like where they there will always be water there for people basically. Um, cause there are some sections where water is tough down there. Um, but yeah, there's a, a there's a, it, it's becoming more and more popular and they're like, um, from, from both sides of it, from a hiker standpoint and from like the, you know, the community standpoint of it as right. well too. 
Now, Chris, you put it out there in the universe a little bit earlier about maybe doing an FKT attempt on the, the Florida trail. Now, 24 days of consecutive 45 miles per day. That, yeah. that sounds, that sounds pretty big. That sounds uh, pretty monumental. Yeah. 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 I, like, I mean, that's, I, I never said that I, um, I don't think, I don't know if I could do that, but to me, in my mind still, it still feels like it, it could be attainable to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's not one that's like just so ridiculous that I know I'm not going to be able to do, you know, like, uh, who was it that just did the John Muir in like 72 hours? Garmeyer, Jeff Garmeyer. Yeah. Like legend. Right. Yes. I could never do that. I I could three, three three seventy mile days. I like, I know I would, I could never do that. Like, so that, that to me is just, no, I'm not, that's, I'm not going to be able to do that. So that's out of the question. Mm -hmm. You know, like where like this one is a little more attainable in my eye, in my mind still, you know, like, I'm not getting any younger, obviously, but I I um I did a handful of 45 mile days while I was out there, you know, because I always had that I always had that number in the back of my head, you know. Right. So like, um, I I did probably at least four or five of them. Like, so okay. it's not I I know that it's I know that I can do it. I just don't know how, if it's um you know if I can string 25 of them together. Yeah, there's a lot of variables there, right? I mean, each, each day you have to take on its own merits and, and anything can happen on any given day. But yeah. if you're able to, to keep stringing them together, I mean, that you feel like that's a, that could be a possibility then. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, okay. by no, the time I, I get by the time I get down there in the winter of this year, somebody will probably already like, it's, it'll be down to like 20 or something. And... <laughs> All right, well, we'll wait and see. Um, you have to take us through though, the swamp section. I know, I know you weren't looking forward to that. How did, how did that go? And was it, was it better than you expected or worse? So there are like technically like two swamp sections on the Florida trail. Um, for me, my going southbound, um, when you're going southbound on the Florida trail, technically you're going east for the first half of the trail because you're walking east on the panhandle. And once you get basically all the way into the panhandle, there's a section called Bradwell Bay, um, which is uh, your first, like, kind of the first swampy section of uh, um, for somebody that's going my direction, the direction that I went. Um, and uh, it was pretty dry down there for the most part. All like in the first month I was there, or in that first month, first week I was there, it rained on me. Um, the two days that I first got there, I didn't hike. It didn't rain again for probably like three weeks. Um, you know, maybe a sputter in the middle of the night or something, you know, but nothing, nothing, nothing that you think is typical for Florida where you think of like afternoon showers. It just wasn't happening. But uh, once you get to Bradwell Bay, the ground did start becoming wet in some spots, which the, the trail was wet. And then uh, I knew it was coming. Um so the water levels are down though, like in that, in that section. So it never really, uh, I had heard, I had heard other people, like I, I didn't see a sing, I didn't see another single sec, um, southbound hiker. Um, I was on my own the entire time. Um, I would cross paths with other nobos though. Um, and 
before I was getting into Bradwell Bay, they had been talking about, oh, yeah, um, you know, it was up to my hip, this, that. You know, I'm like, okay, but like one person's hip to me is more like just above my knee, you know. So, and that's kind of all it was. Like, it was never, I was never above knee um, in Bradwell. So, um, snakes and, you know, and going southbound, that's like the first area that you may start seeing gators as well, too. Um, uh, maybe a little bit before that. I can't remember. In that general vicinity, um, like in the very far out, like um, western end of the Panhandle, which is the beginning of going southbound, there's not real. There, you know, gators are like a little less out there. Um, but so I don't know. I uh, and once any, I realized any like, snake or gator encounters. Uh, I yeah snakes. I saw plenty of snakes. There's snakes everywhere down there, um, which I am not a fan of. But um, yeah, it's yeah for the most part, you know. I just don't like when they uh, when they don't move, you know, and they they hold their ground. Um, and I had one. Uh, I wasn't even in the swamp area, like uh, one that that just was not, would not, uh, you know, get out of the way. And I had like palms all, I mean, the trail was really tight right there. And the thing just would not move off the trail. Like I literally like, had to like pick up dead palms off the ground and because um, they were longer than my hiking pole. So I was trying to move the damn thing out of the way. And uh, every time I did that, he Slither right back into the middle of the trail, and um, yeah, little bastard. But um, in the swamps, they usually take off. You think there's a YouTube channel out there hiking with snakes? Hiking with snakes? Um, no, probably not. That would be uh, that would be another one of those things, though. Like, who knows? Somebody may have done it. Yeah. Who knows? And so, how about the uh, the swamp down towards the, so the swamp? Permits? Yeah, down in the south, southern end. Um, those are much more uh, your typical thinking like swamps. Uh, the Breadwell Bay, because I guess like a different. It's always going to be different depending on how much rain as they've had in, in recently in that section. But mm-hmm. the swamps down the Everglades are always going to be swamps. Um, like. <laughs> So in Bradwell Bay, the water is pretty clear as well, too. So like I wasn't, you, you could see mostly everything. Well, down in the Everglades, all the water is not clear. So that was a new element to my mind that I had to deal with. But like, you're still not really, um, nothing was ever really that deep um, for me. Like, so like I was never really, I above knee, above above the knee was like the most common you know a knee or right around kneecap height was most common but nothing was really not i i can remember once or twice where like you know the water was up close to my shorts you know um so yeah and to be honest with you the other thing is uh so i had to go southbound is because when i had i had no um rhyme or reason to doing to i had the traditional ways to go northbound, but when I was 
getting ready to my spur of the moment decision to do that. They had a prescribed burn going on down in the Everglades section where the trail was. So like you couldn't start down there um, at that point in time. And they weren't telling you um, when they were going to finish doing that. So I just said, screw it. I'll go the other way. And um, so when I got down there, there was a lot of areas in that area that I was going through that had just been recently burnt as well, too. So, um, you know, it's a different that's obviously a different feel as well. Right. Right. All right. Hey, Stretch, you know where we are? Um, maybe. Hiking Hacks. I think you probably knew that. We're, we're at that time of the episode where you get to share some trail wisdom in the form of a hiking hack with our listeners to make uh, their next outdoor experience even better. What kind of advice do you have for our listeners, Stretch? So one thing... Um, I would like on this trail, like I learned something like, um, like looking back at it is if you just want to do something, just go do it without, with trying to do as minimal planning as possible. Like, because you could make, you know, all the plans in the world, like, oh, I got to do 25s every day. blah, 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 and, like, something happened right on the very first day, and then it's just, gonna like, all this time and energy that you put into, you know, you could have spent the whole, you know, three or four days and come, you know, in time of planning something to have it all thrown out the window for one thing once you're, you know, once you're on a trail, you could twist your ankle and be done for the day, and then, like, you know, all this planning that you did is, moot you know because you know if if you have any kind of like backpacking hiking experience i would highly suggest just saying i want i'm thinking about doing this just go do it with very minimal thinking planning behind it and your mind is going to going into it is going to be as that complete clean slate basically you know you're not gonna have any expectations you don't really know what you're getting yourself into, but you know that you're going to be okay because you've done this before. You know, just give it a try. I like that. I like that. Expectations play such an important part in our experience out there. If you're expecting one thing and you run into something else, it can totally throw you off. And as Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. We are just about done here. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with Stretch. Want to thank you for joining us this week. Stretch, how can our listeners keep up with you on social media? Where can they find updates on your latest adventures? Um, just Instagram. Um, I don't remember. You, you can find that in the show notes. Okay. Yes. I, I will tag you in the post. People will yeah. be able to track you on Instagram there. All right. Hey, remember to check out the pod on social media as well. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you have comments or clips you want to share, you can send it to me at johnfreakingmirror at gmail.com. Off the beaten path. Now, unfortunately, we can't always be on the trail. And when we're not, we need to find a way to get our adventure fixed. So, Stretch, I'm going to ask you to share some outdoor adventure media with our listeners to help them get by. This can be a book or a movie or a documentary. We call this segment Off the Beaten Path. What do you have? 
So this is like I can't believe that no, maybe somebody has said this before, and um, I thought about this after the last time I said it. So there's a web page called sectionhiker.com. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but so the guy's name that runs the website is Bill or Paul or something like that. But anyways, if you he does a thorough, excellent, thorough job of everything that he puts up on this website. He sends out a weekly newsletter, email newsletter every Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Um, and it's got so much useful and great information in it every single week, whether it be gear reviews or he gets a ton of free gear and he'll try it and gives his opinion on it or um, like ratings and st- from outdoor companies. Um, so I like uh, different, um, all different tips and tricks, like different, all like you, about seven to eight topics every single week in his weekly email every Sunday. And the website has all like it, it, it just sectionhiker.com. Okay. It's it, great. Absolutely great. Sectionhiker.com. When we're done here, I'm, I'm going there and I'm signing up for that newsletter. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, great information. Great information. And like, it's, it's always nice. Like it's Sunday night. I like, and you know, I get a lot of spam emails from companies from everything because I buy, you know, I like gear. Like, and so I, I'm always like, you can't unsubscribe to a lot of the outdoor company emails because then you're like, you miss giveaways and stuff like that, you know? And um, so, like, most of these like emails that you get from outdoor companies, that's just like, oh, you know, like more garbage. Like, but like every Sunday when I get hit that email, it's always like, usually, at least one good thing I, I get out of it every single week. And I can't say that about many other, many other like forms of information, you know, stretch. You got me convinced I'm doing it. So there you go. Thank you. What have we not asked you? <laughs> he said, he, if you missed that, he said he's not, he's not paid to, to represent them. He's that's his honest opinion. Um, but that was <laughs> half calf uh, that is asking, you know, what have I not asked you? This is our, one more segment, our last segment. Uh, what do we miss tonight that you really want to tell us about? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, TBD, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, 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 I may, I don't know if I'm going to be doing any uh, more hiking um, this until, uh, later like in the year like maybe in the winter um i don't know if I, I may do some like weekend trips but i may be dipping my toe into some bike packing okay nice yeah all right I, we'd love to hear about that i've talked to a few bike packers and they they have yeah interesting stories yeah i like you know the gear is basically all the same except for the bike yeah. and everything you know so they right. um I, i've been I, i've been uh Looking at doing the Gap and CNO Canal towpath, it's uh, the Gap Great Allegheny Passage from Pittsburgh and uh, CNO Canal towpath. Uh, it, it's three hundred something miles from Pittsburgh to Washington D.C. Okay, um, and uh, yeah, I I don't have a bike. Uh, I, I, I I'm in that process. Obviously, I have all the gear and everything. I'm just looking for a new adventure. My shoulder, I got a little issue going on in my shoulder that. It doesn't really bother me when I'm on trail. It more bothers me when I'm off trail, to be honest with you. 
Um, but uh, yeah, just looking for another new form of adventure. I know it's something I I can't. It's, I'm certainly I could think of a lot worse things to be doing than maybe hopping on a bike and pedaling. And you can get away from those snakes quicker on a bike. So, yeah. Well, see, the thing is, like, my plan was, um, I was, I was thinking about doing it. I was because there's a couple companies you can rent bikes from, like in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh and uh, DC. Um, but I, stupid holidays, everything was all booked up, uh, so I couldn't. You do that option. Um, I was looking at doing it at the end of this month, like Memorial Day, like first week of June or so. Um, but no, that's still, you know, cheating. I mean, it's cheating. I mean, just, if, you it, if you use an e-bike stretch, don't use an e-bike. No, 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 no. I wouldn't do that. Like, no, because like you, you, you have those things can't go three hundred something miles, right? Like, I mean, you have to stop, charge it, and they like, need a serious solar charger. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not too familiar with all that stuff. Anyways, yeah, the me either, me either. The the, the new bikes. Yeah. All right. Hey, Stretch, we are finished. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We wish you the very best in your future adventures. And that I'm looking forward to that FKT attempt. Uh, I, I hope uh, you keep me posted on that. Um, as we close we'll up see. today, any, any shout outs to friends and family? Yeah, all of them. All of them. Yeah. Got them all. All right. Yeah. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Always remember, the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. It doesn't even care if that damn snake won't get out of the middle of the trail. Trail is the trail. Embrace the suck. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western a mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv i'm will cooper and you're listening to hunt stands make your mark podcast on the waypoint podcast network stick around as i bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life